Welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 81, and today I will be talking about Keep Beach City Weird. That's right, you're stuck with just me again, but that's okay. I think this is one of the more contemplative episodes. I, I, think, I think we can make this work. Now, the first thing that uh, struck me about this episode was not really so much the episode itself, um, some of you may remember, and uh, you can you can check back in our archives, but the episode preview for Keep Beach City Weird was actually of the confrontation between Steven, or between Ronaldo and the Crystal Gems, uh, which was then broken up by Steven at the end of the preview. They didn't get to the actual resolution of the episode. Before the episode aired, I was expecting, you know, based on this preview, the this would be kind of a flashback episode because i'm like they wouldn't spoil the big confrontation at the end of the episode just in the preview would they well apparently they would and i mean i i guess this wouldn't be the last time cartoon network had lax spoiler discipline but there you go i don't think the episode suffered for the spoiler though but then again i i guess i am um Less concerned about spoilers than, I guess, the average internet person. I mean, at, at the very least, I was very intrigued to know how we would get there. And really, the emotional climax of the episode came after that, which um, I guess we'll kind of get to later. It's a little bit heavy. I don't want to don't start the episode off too heavy. So I, I'd rather talk about how this episode really showed that Ronaldo kind of is my spirit animal. I make no bones about, uh, on this podcast, about how much I like Ronaldo as a character. He's very funny, and he's, he's kind of a portrayal of, you know, us and the, uh, us lore hounds that we can kind of laugh out of it, you know, because Ronaldo, just like us, he really likes to analyze the facts, and although unlike we like to think of ourselves as, he's kind of not that good at it. Kind of, kind of draws some really crazy conclusions, and uh, kind of us at our worst, I think. So he's he's kind of fun, but he was boy was he right about one big thing: the Great Diamond Authority. Now the the fan base wasted no time in adopting the name Diamond Authority as the as the rulers of the homeworld. There was that that just happened pretty much right away. But it wasn't until Jailbreak that we learned that, sure enough, yes, the rulers at the head of Homeworld are, in fact, diamonds. We learned that Yellow Diamond was the diamond who Jasper and Peridot reported to, and based on the floor of the room that Jasper and Garnet fought in, we could see that there was Yellow Diamond, White Diamond, and Blue Diamond. You know, just based on... Otherwise, it would have been awfully convenient that such a centrally placed mural would have a yellow element to it. And it turned out we were very much right to key in on that. I I can't speak for everybody. I personally did not expect that Ronaldo would be right about the name itself. Because in Message Received, as as we already said, I'm sure, uh, Peridot said, oh yeah, they're, they're the Great Diamond Authority. I mean, not just the Diamond Authority. He was right about the adjective at the beginning. It could have been the Magnificent the illuminated, the mighty, the grand. No, it was great, just like Ronaldo predicted. Kind of makes me wonder, how right technically is Ronaldo 
about the gems being there to hollow out the earth. I'm sorry, not the gems, the polymorphic sentient rocks. Because we know that the cluster is buried. It, it depends. The, the distance that they give in It Could Have Been Great, which is actually the name of the episode where they said the name of the Great Diamond Authority, doesn't get you down into the core, but the core is solid anyway, so I don't know how you could get the cluster in there. But uh, the cluster is going to tear the Earth apart, so I don't know if you could say that that's technically hollowing it out. or I mean, if you read the blog, he's obviously wrong about why they're hollowing the Earth out. I mean, he says that on the blog that they want to hollow out the Earth so that they could relocate it to their homeworld and use humans as slave labor. Obviously, that's not happening. They just want to destroy the planet and be done with it. But we might be able to give him partial credit, depending on how kind we want to be to Ronaldo, you know, our intergalactic diplomat, who is going to save us from the homeworld. I believe he can save the world. But this episode was filled with uh, fun little details. But now it's time to get into the heavy stuff. You know, I've got, I gotta save some light stuff for after this heavy stuff, so don't worry. But, you know, after the, after the big emotional climax of the episode, we have poor Ronaldo, who he, he'd already been broken earlier in the episode, got his hopes back up, only to have them dashed again. And PD, you know, in an attempt to comfort his brother, decides to, you know, try, try to get him to think weird again, you know, what with his little theory about the level eight beings. And a lot of people give Petey flack for that, saying that, you know, Ronaldo was this close to becoming a normal functioning, you know, person rather than somebody who's obsessed with very, frankly, weird stuff. And I'm not sure how true that is. I mean, Ronaldo would have had to go back to the lighthouse eventually. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff there. At the very least, he'd feel the impulse to clean it up, I would think. I mean, what are what are the odds that Ronaldo, somebody who's used to seeing patterns in everything, what are the odds that he wouldn't figure out what the diamond means or something else while he was there? I mean, I, I can't really pin, you know, Ronaldo's, you know, weird recovery on PD, although we can clearly say that PD at least had good intentions. You know, his, his brother was feeling really down at the time. But I, I just don't know. I think I think Ronaldo's too weird to keep down for, for long. I mean, somebody's got to run the blog, right? And then we had Pearl's monologue about conspiracy theories, where, you know, humans lead short, boring lives, and and they will fabricate a single enemy that they can fight, rather than acknowledging that the world is run by a very complex network of interactions that they can't really control. It really reminded me of the end of the Shadowrun Returns game, where the main character has, you know, gone in somewhere, saved the world, and comes out to see all the news, people covering it, and, you know, one of the people who's more, you know, in the know about the conspiracy kind of stuff that goes on is like, oh yeah, don't worry, everybody's going to cover all this up, but not because there's any kind of grand conspiracy to cover it up, because every single one of these people. There are going to be too many people who have a reason to want people to keep quiet about this, and so nobody's going to talk. They're not colluding, they're all self-interested, and they're all fighting each other. So, kind of like that. No single enemy, not even in Shadowrun. So even, even fiction is more complicated than Ronaldo wants the world to be. 
Although I think we can all agree with Ronaldo that anime message boards are very distracting. Especially the fight about dubs versus subs. I mean, personally, I'll listen to a good dub, no problem. Although I guess some people have, you know, varying definitions of what it takes for a dub to be quote-unquote good. Um, other than that, this is this was a very, you know, kind of deep episode. You, you know, you, you'd, ex you'd expect episodes like this every now and again from Steven Universe. What with the... I mean, really, they put poor Ronaldo through the ringer, and I don't want to... I don't want to leave on a dark note either about, you, you know, how... You know, how, how tough Ronaldo had at this episode, or about... Frankly, how meaningless Pearl says humanity is. And, you know, she's right. She's right in a way about how people do like to do the magical thinking. But a lot of people do kind of wag their finger and say, Pearl, you're being awfully harsh on people. And it's like, well, you got to realize she is an immortal being from outer space who doesn't really interact with people. That I think she'd be nicer. I think she, she'd be nicer if she, she really knew us. I mean, she did fix Greg's van, uh, which he is very grateful for. He thanks her so much for it. He even offered her pizza, but there, there was there was some funny stuff in this episode, um, like when Ronaldo using a potato as a weapon, or how Ronaldo really hammed it up while attempting to fight the Crystal Gems. I mean, did you see how he acted when Garnet tossed that barrel onto him? I wasn't sure if we were watching a, you know, fight for humanity's freedom from Sneeple. Or if we were watching some wrestling show. But uh, maybe Ronaldo should consider acting, I guess is what I'm saying. But I'm just thinking about Steven's disguise as a Snurson. The, the disguise he uses. And how neither Ronaldo nor Petey could even notice that it was... That it was a very shoddy disguise, really. I mean, Ronaldo's able to go to examine Steven's pupil... And he doesn't notice that it's, it's just cloth that isn't attached to to his face. Or that the, you know, vestigial limb that he's moving with his pencil, he can't see the stitches. And on one hand, yeah, you know, Ronaldo's goofy and Petey's just a kid. But on the other hand, you can think to something like Nightmare Hospital, where none of the humans realize that the, you know, fusion experiments aren't people. I just do wonder how much of this is, you know, how much of this is the people, again, not really being good at thinking about magic stuff. And uh, then we have Ronaldo's psychic ghost powers. We know, we know from Horror Club that there is a, as far as Ronaldo is aware, a ghost with psychic-like powers in the, in the lighthouse. The gem that was able to throw stuff at Lars because Lars is a jerk and nobody likes him. So, I mean, he's able to recognize that. That was another weird thing he was right about. Why can he not notice that Steven's wearing a very quickly made costume? Very good leggings, so I wonder where he got those. Very convincing, very convincing uh, snursen feet. I wonder if there's a costume store in Beach City. And speaking of Beach City, we actually did see Beach City as a tourist destination in this episode. It may have been Jenny at the fry shop. But you could see that there were people on the beach while Stephen and Ronaldo were doing their walk through the town. So people using Beach City as a vacation destination. You normally don't get to see that about Beach City. Mostly Stephen's off doing his own thing. 
But this time, you know, his, his quest took him to the beach during prime tourism hours, I guess. Something like that, it, it was fun to be reminded of some of the episodes. Arcade Mania, you know, Laser Light Cannon, and Lars and the Cool Kids. Although I do wonder how long the, that moss's flowers would stay around, really? I, I, and the red-eyed debris, I guess, you know, that's not bothering anybody. Might as well leave it. But, you know, the flowers, I guess they are gem flowers. They're kind of weird. More, more weird gem, gem kind of wildlife. We had the strange fish uh, last week on Island Adventure. We were reminded of the moss from Lars and the Cool Kids. I wonder if that is all native life to Homeworld or if it is somehow a kind of mutation of the native life on Earth. I guess that's something we'll never really know. Well, maybe. I mean, if we ever see Homeworld, we'll see what plants they have cultivated. It's probably not a very um, lush planet at this point, you know, given how the gems like to act. But certainly in their spires, they would have rooms dedicated, you know, decorated with nature that they find pleasing to them. But they seem to be a very aesthetically aware species. And although, the, although we've seen Peridot and Jasper are more utilitarian types, Pearl, who even was just a servant, has a very, very refined aesthetic sense. So certainly gem aristocracy would, uh, would have something just because it looks nice. Kind of like pearls, actually, you know. Peridot saying that a pearl's purpose is to look pretty and hold things, basically. Although, as we, as we are very well aware, pearls are also very good at uh, cutting up people. Bad people. Like jaspers. Or other quartzes, we don't know that they were jaspers. Well, that's all I really wanted to say about the episode. Uh, I'm Thank you, everyone, who uh, stuck around to listen to me, uh, even though it is just me. Um, I will see you all next week. Until then, I'm GC13, and again, thank you so much for listening. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.